So the thing that I watched that, that made me think of this was uh, uh, Moist Critical did a video on, it was kind of a, a few different things, but one one of the things that he covered was that like they're banning My Hero Academia, the manga, in, or no, I'm sorry, not My Hero Academia, I'm stupid, uh, Assassination Classroom. Oh, uh, in like school libraries because like they think that it'll like make kids want to kill their teachers or something. But like oh. if you actually like read it, it's like about an alien and it's not like, <laughs> yeah, it's not like based in reality. That's um, definitely the appropriate response to. Yeah. The, yeah. It's like the same reaction they had to like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Where it, yeah. they seemed a little bit too eager to, like, hope that something happens because of a piece of media. Well, it's like, it, it's like you know, yeah, you could do that to, like, stop school shootings, I guess. Or you could, you know, like... <laughs> Literally do anything. Like, do anything else, yeah. like gun control <laughs> or something. I think it was in Texas, too, is where it was, it was stemming from. Oh. Uh, so. Um, surprise. So it was that kind of mixed with um, another thing about uh they're like rewriting old classics and this is like the the um the estates doing this i think but like apparently some rolled doll books are getting yeah. rewritten to be i saw that for modern sensibilities or whatever at least that's how you put it and like it's like that all that stuff combined with streaming services you know removing the D episode from community or yeah. removing the like lethal weapon six episode from it's always sunny i wish i could remove tiptoes from my mind tiptoes holding strong (laughs) or it's like other like they'll stuff where like they won't even like remove a movie or remove a a, an episode but they will like change shots so that you know they can be like yeah it was never bad and it just it made me think of like in in the future it'll be like there'll be some sort of like it's it's bringing back the purpose of like for the longest time you know i collect physical media mm-hmm. because i like to but as time has gone on and streaming services become more popular i have i'm like it's harder for me to like justify it because i'm like well i don't really need this because th- i can watch it anyway so you know i don't really need to buy this it's literally just for like collection but now we'll be able to like run our own racket because we'll be like yeah, yeah if you want to actually see this like in its original mm. form, you got to buy, you got to have like an original, like physical copy. I'm just imagining like prohibition era style speakeasies where yeah. we can watch yeah. all of the blackface episodes of television. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you want? What do you want? We got 30 Rock. We got Community. We got uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We got all the blackface episodes here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like. I feel like I wouldn't want to go to a place like that and hang out with the people who go to places like that. <laughs> but it's, like, it's like a French New Wave, like, you know, uh, screening in an alley. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, the, the other day at uh, Disc Traders, it was like buy three, get three free. And I went there and just grabbed six movies. Some of them I already had like on DVD, but I got the Blu-ray copies because I'm like, I'm t- you know, I'll pay three ninety nine for this used. So I never have to pay three ninety nine to rent it on YouTube or Amazon mm. or wherever, like That's ever again. So smart, because yeah. you know, I mean, it's I'm a broken record about this. You. Yeah, because like all those other streaming services now are like kicking off TV shows and movies in lieu of like their own in house mm-hmm. movies and TV shows. So right. it's like if you want to watch anything, nine times out of ten, you have to rent it anyway. So it's like I'm just gonna go out and buy it and own it, so I don't have to do that anymore. This this will be currency in the in the future wars. Yeah, that's what I'm, I was think I was thinking like a you went speakeasy. I was thinking like like cyberpunk twenty seventy seven world or like Night City and got all these like I got an arm implant so I can you know yeah. I can like filter if I'm like watching a, a Disney movie I can see like the blackface in the original version <laughs> or something like that. I just. <laughs> All the copies of The Dark Knight and Inception will be, like, the pennies, because I don't know about you guys, but every second-hand store I've ever been to, there's, like, hundreds of copies of, like, Inception and The Dark Knight. I don't know why. (laughs) Really? That's crazy. No, no. Pennies have to be, uh, like, Madden NFL games for, like, GameCube and PlayStation 2. Mm -hmm. That's that's your pennies. Your nickels can be, like... 
it can be like the dark knight uh okay or no what's that there was a there was a movie that they always had at secondhand corners in in town and it was like the most random movie but they always had it <laughs> oh man maybe that's your nickel dark knight's times or, uh, or the copies that. of razor blade suitcase by bush i think they had 15 oh, copies of that at one point in time welcome back to uh another episode of there will be duds ladies and gents this is episode 95 uh, and I am your co-host TJ, aka J Spot Jack Cheese, and with me as always, as always, I'm Nick, aka Doctor Funk on Twitch, and with me as always, as as every single time, I am mm-hmm. Tommy, aka Moose from the game. Yeah, oh, I've been here the whole time, guys. Yep, it's standing mm-hmm. in the corner silently. <laughs> 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 and uh, and as always. We watched a movie this week, uh, that movie being Tiptoes from 2002, directed by Matthew Bright. Um, it follows uh, a few different people, but I guess your main your main characters are uh, this couple, um, Stephen and Stephen and woman. Um, you forget her name. And I did. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> it's uh, Carol. Carol. That's right. They are a couple. Um, she tells him that she's pregnant and then she finds out that, um, his entire family, except for him, uh, are little people. He never told her. Um, and it's kind of premise for a movie. (laughs) It kind of becomes this, this, this wedge driven between them, their perspectives completely do a 180 by the end of the movie with no real discernible arc. Uh, as but the the alternate title for this is uh, Coda, Child of Dwarf Adults. I don't know if you the the movie that won Best Picture a few years ago was called Coda because <laughs> it means Child of Deaf Adults. Yes. So because just like Coda, I mean I'll say Coda is a better movie than Tiptoes, but um it feels very like preachy soap opera, e yeah, um, but like if it was written by a high schooler. Um, so yeah, what, what, what do you guys think of Tiptoes? It seems like a very personal project that is intended for an audience, (laughs) but I don't know exactly who this is for because on one hand, I think the message it was trying to convey is like, ostensibly a good one like acceptance of people with disabilities people that you know are that are you know have different you know conditions right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i agree with all of that was it executed well at all or conveyed well perhaps not it seems like the biggest controversy is the fact because i was like this cast was stacked with like little people like legitimate you know and I was like, this is pretty good representation, I would think. Like, there's a lot of them. There's, uh, you know, the the dude from Twin Peaks that I was happy to see. Uh, yeah. And then also one of them was a porn star, I learned. Sally. Uh, yeah, I think it, her porn star name is literally, like, Bridget the Midget. Like, that's her Yikes. porn star name. <laughs> so, yeah, I found that out. But I think... The the whole thing is sort of upended by the fact that they casted Gary Oldman as the lead little person, which is just, I don't know, it just seems an like an inexplicable move. decision. Yeah. And I don't think they did a very good job with the effects on him either. Like, whenever he sat down, it looked like his body, like, folded at a 90-degree <laughs> angle. And, he and just... his legs were clearly just, like... There, his pants were clearly just stuffed with like pillows or something. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there was more production value on Week with Dad than there was in this. I thought of that too. (laughs) Also, I thought it was weird that like Gary Oldman's character was basically like, what if Jeff Foxworthy was a little person? Because that's kind (laughs) of what (laughs) that's kind of what he looked like the whole time. Yeah, 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 and like the kind of like the swoop. It's, (laughs) uh, yeah. Sorry. I think I think they made him like crippled to hide the fact that he was just walking on his knees the yeah. whole time too. Yeah, that's true. Because they never really talk about it. 
at all. He, uh, he hosted a show called Are You Taller Than a Fifth Grader? <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh, maybe cut that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Um, that's, that's all I could think of was that Jeff I forgot Foxworthy. what it was like being on a podcast with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, this guy's first uh, movie, not as director, but as his his first like movie credit he was a writer and actor in forbidden zone yeah um which uh i mean i don't know if it's about little people but the lead in that is her villa chase who's a, who's a little person I'm like huh, i wonder yeah i just i wonder if he may, maybe he's a a coda i don't know yeah oh well I, the only thing i know about i know uh trevor loves that movie yeah. And I think he's tried to show it to me a couple times. And mm-hmm. I think I like, it was, you know, late night at my parents' place. And I think I fell asleep probably both times. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. It's directed by Danny Elfman. Yeah. Or, uh, the Forbidden Richard. Zone is. Richard. Richard Elfman. Okay. But yeah, I think it's like the two brothers are involved with it. Yeah. yeah and then I saw that Matthew Bright is in Oingo Boingo or was in Oingo Boingo with Danny Elfman. That's, that's such so. a weird connection. Yeah, it is. And then it this really is like is. the movie. This is like his passion project movie that he makes. I yeah, so. I I read on Wikipedia, okay, that the original he length. Oh yeah, the original length of a hundred. Yeah, I want to see the director's cut. Actually, do I want to see it? That's a different question. Well, Peter Dinklage may- said it was beautiful. Well, here's the thing too: is like there are other wild. And wonderful and weird uh things with this movie but the biggest thing that makes it like bad to me is is like the pacing and character development because like i said when i was kind of introing it is that like there's although i really don't see how any you know another hour and that's <laughs> just not yeah just another hour of movie would explain this but like yeah, Matthew Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale do like complete one eighties with how they like feel about the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Because like you see Matthew McConaughey with his family at that part that like uh, party, like uh, charity ball thing or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, he's like he's like the good son. He he's the one who shows up. You know, Gary Oldman's the one who's late because he's like on his motorcycle with his French friend stuff. Like he's, he's there to support his family. You know, he's like the nice guy who goes out on the dance floor and dances with the little girl. So it's like, Oh, he's a nice guy. And then he's like an hour later, he's punching walls because his baby (laughs) is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And like, why it's, it's real. And you know, he's like correcting Kate Beckinsale. Like, you know, don't call them midgets. They're little people. Like he's very, conscientious of it and he's like you know they're it's just they're not like any different than you and me they're just they're just little people and but i swear to god if i have one i'm gonna <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like whoa but, but there's no there's like barely any indication that like what he's a sa- self-hating like is all that fake there's you don't see any cracks in the seam really yeah yeah and yeah. i feel like they even go through these changes mid-scene like I feel yes. like there's the this the scene when she tells him that she's pregnant and like they kind of had this conversation even Kate Beckinsale's character seems to be like really really like upset to learn and then she's like really really stoked on it and it's just like yeah. where did that come from like mm-hmm. literally between two different lines she's like upset and then like really really excited about it it's so bizarre did you guys when when Matthew McConaughey comes home from work that first night could you guys also like not take your eyes off his huge dong in his tidy, <laughs> in his tidy no really i wrote th- i wrote this down that i th- i thought i was gonna see matthew mcconaughey's dick i thought it was gonna happen <laughs> yeah. and um but you basically did because like at the very beginning like kate beckinsale was oh, about yeah. to like give Forgot him a blow that. job and he's yeah. like no i gotta yeah. go to this family thing and then yeah and then when he comes home at least i get to see his 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 bulge it was just yeah it was 
Large and in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Large and in it's, charge. Uh, it's putting out some fires, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 he, he brings the fire hose to the to the table. <laughs> I know this. I know it's a movie, and you don't. You, you're not supposed to like think too much about like external factors like this. But mm. how do they afford literally anything? Like she's like an artist, but it looks oh, like she's yeah. just painting roses on a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like a fire. He trains firefighters. Uh-huh. It's like they live in like I don't know, like this wa- huge, yeah, open like a warehouse. Apartment. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I thought that too. She's just like, yeah, I'm a painter. It. Pay-. She's like, it pays the bills. It, it's it's that meme of like uh you know the couple on like the the show the like uh what are they called? Uh, real estate show. And they're like, I'm an artist and my husband is a volunteer firefighter. Fi- Our budget is $500 million. Yeah. Like that <laughs> yeah. yeah and, then, and then like at the end, Gary Oldman's like a writer. I feel like that felt very like, oh, I didn't know any no, of that. At when the they're living in their weird little cabin. Oh, is there? Yeah. They were like, they were like, hey, I saw your article in whichever newspaper. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That is that's true. That's right. Yeah. And then, and then we don't talk about it until the very end of the movie. Another thing that maybe would have been expanded on in like a longer version is, so there's this very weird phone call where she calls Matthew McConaughey yes. and it's like super close up on her face. And she's like, Hey, what yeah. are you doing? Like she's talking like she's Marilyn Monroe or something. Yeah. Yes. And then he's just like sitting on a log on a beach. <laughs> like no explanation why and then he ends the conversation and pitches his phone and then this girl comes out and he's like hey you want to go to a party and i was like oh he's cheating on her but then like they go to the party with him and he sees kate beckinsale and it's not like oh shit i gotta hide my you know my mistress from her he just walks right (laughs) up to her and he's like hey this is my my students you know these are my students from work and they're like oh i'm gonna go get an autograph from like and that's all you get yeah out of them she's like i'm gonna go get an autograph from this guy and then <laughs> david allen looks, greer in a wig yeah that he was looks like him and uh his character in amazon women on the moon that's all i could think of <laughs> <laughs> i i wonder how much of that i mean the movie's weird period but i wonder yeah, how much weird. of that weirdness is like kind of remnants of this director's cut that we've been so cruelly deprived of. Yeah. Because yeah, like I I thought cuz I thought like the way that they framed her talking on the phone so weirdly and sensually, I thought it was going <laughs> to pull away to like Rolf like you know like oh hey hey you're you're your Going boyfriend down on her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I was expecting that. And then it just they don't really do anything with it. It was just very, they're like, oh, we just got this lens in and we really want to get this like super I duper guess. close we up. We got this lens. Yeah, we got this <laughs> yeah. like, prime lens or some shit. And they're like, let's get real close up on you. By the way, is Jerry Robbins Jr. a real celebrity? I don't think so. No, I, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, it was funny how like every time they would like say his full name, like he was like, that's Jerry Robin Jr. <laughs> yeah. That seems like, again, I don't feel like he did much. I guess, I mean, he was, oh. he was banging the, he's banging Sally, which it's also I, out of nowhere. Yeah. In like a glass room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With like in the middle of the party. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, how oh, they what? find us? <laughs> <laughs> they turned, someone turned a light on. That's how they found you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Sally though, like. The, the the one guy at the be- uh towards the beginning of the movie that he's like, oh like her her other boyfriend yeah. Adrisi you you told me I w- <laughs> you told me I was a hunk Sally <laughs> that's right he's ch- I like I was I getting was Tommy Wiseau vibes from him the way that he yeah. was speaking and like his sort of dramatic like how could you do this like he was kind of doing that shit. He, for like his side profile, I almost thought he was Leave Schreiber, but it wasn't. I was like, they know there's no way they got him in this. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, another example is like there had to have been, we had to miss like five, 10 minutes between the wedding and the birth scene. Cause (laughs) yeah, there's the wedding. Yeah. She 
they they're like walking out and she's she like goes back she runs back to gary oldman she's like thanks for and he's like what did i do and she's like you did so much and i was like no what did he do because we didn't see anything (laughs) and then and then you know she gets in the car with matthew mcconaughey and he's like oh hello miss mcconaughey whatever my last name is and they're like yeah i love you so much blah 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 and then it fades away and then it fades in and they're in the doctor's office and there's of course their doctor is of course a little person as well (laughs) um yeah. sure and then and he's like matthew mcconaughey's like fuming <laughs> like just he's like he's wet he's sweating yeah. he looks gaunt he looks like he's he, like he was uh like that crying scene from like interstellar where he's like watching her from behind the bookshelf he's like <laughs> or no he's like watching the video that she sent the him, video he's just yeah. like completely drenched yeah <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he kyles out. He punches a hole in the the doctor's door. That was insane. Was that the door or was it the wall? I thought I thought it was the door or the wall. I couldn't tell. What did he have a doggy door? Jesus! I don't know. I missed. I I missed that. Yeah. Whatever. I, was there a, was there like a different size door for him? No, I just thought he, <laughs> that'd be funny. He, he like he's such a self-hating non-little person that he just kicks in like the doggy door. I thought that's what you guys were saying. No, it looked like I, there was like a door to the doctor's office that he punched or it could have been the wall. Oh, I got the wall. I thought I you think, were saying the door that like cuz the doctor it enters with or it starts with the doctor like going in the room and I was like was that like a small door? I don't oh remember. <laughs> no. I thought that's what you guys were saying. No. No. <laughs> uh <laughs> what level of fame was Peter Dinklage at at this point in time? I don't he Not other than like much. Elf, I guess. He was in uh another I think he was like decently known in like the indie circuit, which I would say that this was cuz I th- think the station agent was before this. If not, it was like right around the same time. And I feel like the station agent was like kind of the first thing that started like more of a breakout. Yeah. 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 His character was oh, Station Agent was two thousand three, so not yet. Oh, okay, but yeah, his good movie, French ass, yeah. Mark, super Marxist, but also like incredibly misogynistic. Yes, both yeah. <laughs> both of those things, and and also incredibly unnecessary to the development of the movie's plot. There, there's a lot of stuff that's incredibly unnecessary. <laughs> like you, you follow. You follow Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale, and then you follow them separately, and then yeah. you follow Gary Oldman and Peter Dinklage and Patricia Arquette, and then they split up, and you're still following. <laughs> like when they kind of split up, I was like, okay, we won't see Peter Dinklage and Patricia Arquette for a while, probably. But then, like, no, it follows them too, and yeah, it's it's weird. There's a lot of unnecessary stuff. There's an entire like five minute scene where Kate Beckinsale's parents come over and it's literally just for the joke, just for the punchline of, oh, can we have a Jewish wedding? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only re- that's the only purpose of that scene. It's like, it, really, you cut an hour out of this movie, but you kept that one, you kept that scene. Yeah. So I, I, re- I rewound that part a little bit because I was like, mm-hmm. she... There's no way she was talking about the Jewish wedding the whole time. And the mom. The or mom. Whatever. Yeah. Because because one of the things she says is um I didn't write it down, but it's like I hate You could have pre- you could have better prepared us for this. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And that doesn't fit. Yeah, Not that exactly. is the true. explanation. Right. Um, unless her mom is, is like a master comedian and has like incredible and she's really committed to the <laughs> That's bit. what it is. Just like trying to mislead. Yeah, that is true. She does say that. Um speaking of the dad though, I I I rewound again and wrote down word for word the limerick that he says. Okay. About the oh, young yeah. fellow from Sparta. I did I did think of you. Uh, and and uh, of James Joyce's poem about uh, his oh, his wife's yeah. farts. James Joyce's wife's farts. Nora. Oh, yes. Wow. So yeah. I, I knew I knew I Moose would pick up on the, on the fart limerick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought 
thought he was saying like of I thought it was gonna I thought the whole thing was leading into I am Farticus. I thought that's what it was going to. <laughs> but then he just he just didn't uh, read it. If you got it, I'm, I'm interested because I couldn't pick up a whole lot of it. There once was a young fellow from Sparta who was a real whiz as a farter. He'd fart anything from God save the king to Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. He'd fart a gavotte for a starter and then a Handelian cantater. Boost up his ass, blast box B minor mass, and in counterpoint, La Triviata. What the fuck? That's I, weirder my, than I thought. My favorite part is is blasting the mass. <laughs> <laughs> mass blasting. Yeah, that's... <laughs> oh shit. I just went to the to the wiki, er, sorry, the the IMDB page. To because mm-hmm. I was gonna like look up the quotes. I was just gonna. I was intrigued to see if that was in there. There's a photo of Matthew McConaughey and that the blonde chick like in a tent, and they're both like topless. So right. there, that definitely was part of the movie. Interesting. Yeah, that looks like a behind the scenes because it looks like it's on a soundstage. Yeah, maybe stage. they were just. Maybe that was just them. Maybe that was just Matthew McConaughey and his. In his heyday, she's like, "I, hey, I saw that. I saw you hanging dong in that other scene." <laughs> I want to yeah. get interested. <laughs> yeah, there's like if you go to like the the rest of the photo gallery on IMDb, there's like one of like him and Peter Dinklage in bed together. <laughs> just like <laughs> he just he just ha- went around the whole cast. If you look at all of these photos from the IMDb page devoid of context it paints a wild image because <laughs> it's just like you go through them and then it's just like matthew mcconaughey in a yarmulke at a wedding just <laughs> yeah and then there's the other one with peter dinklage in cornrows with patricia arquette yeah that's so they had to like they like relate to check out of the motel <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> the hotel and, owner was being like really abusive each other towards them. Here. <laughs> and then Peter yeah, Dinklage just... pulls out a fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Patricia Arquette just beats the shit out of the guy. <laughs> and he's never been more turned on in his entire life. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, I I get that. That's like I think that's like. Showing their, you know, why they're like they're Perfect sort of wild romance other, yeah. where they're, yeah, they're both like really over the top, but again, didn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. It did not, not it felt really. like it almost felt like it was like like a TV show with like how it had all these different kind of character journeys. Mm-hmm. Where like that, that seems more natural in a TV show where you can have just like characters that don't ever really interact, you know, their yeah. stories may intersect here and there but it's like it's a tv show you know you need it's it's longer it's it's more normal to have those kind of branching plot lines but in a 90 minute movie or two and a half hour movie i guess it's i, I don't know it's you, you gotta really have more of a, a point to it i think <laughs> yeah Do you have a counterpoint moose you look like you're i'm just i'm just wondering what the original cut is like yeah yeah, me too. Yeah, the only really the only real thing we can like kind of piece together is that clearly Matthew McConaughey has an extramarital relationship with his coworker. And I don't I don't know. I think I'll... I think you uh, the what I need is I just need more showing the 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 trajectory of like yeah. their, you know, she starts at the bottom of acceptance, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's at the top. And then as the movie goes along, they kind of cross. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, his whole life, he's been like, cool with it. And then, I don't know. Yeah. And then even, <laughs> even like the ending, they go to this cabin, which I thought, I thought was the cabin from Quigley for a second. When, oh. Gary, when Gary Busey goes and like, con- sees his other family. Yeah. Yeah. But even at the cabin, he seems like, okay and she's just like completely shuts him down 
he seems like he's like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like I'm doing better. And he's like talking to his son. Mm-hmm. It, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that seems pretty normal. And then, you know, he's, he's like, I love you. And she's like, I know. And it's yeah. like, ah. Oh. She's like, well, your brother held our baby once. So yeah. we're in love now. Your brother held my baby and he introduced me to your aunt and uncle. So I'm in love with him. <laughs> yeah. Because like the, the IMDb bills the movie as like a love triangle between like two brothers. But it, it's not even a love triangle until like the very, very, very end. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. that was like it was a twist you know, I, is what it was. They don't even like yeah, it's literally that last scene and they're like holding hands and stuff. Like cuz even when he takes the baby now, Yeah, yeah. Every now they had they had kissed at two pr- prior times in the movie. Well, like a kiss goodbye or something. Yes. But it was yeah. on the lips both times. True. Yeah. And that was something I was, that made me confused. But I don't think it's relevant it's a, like, to this discussion necessarily. Look, no. Looking back at it, I could see that that being like, the, it trying to like hint at like, oh, maybe there's something more here. Ooh. But the way that it was acted, the way that it was shot, did not convey that. I, I just when that happened, I thought, oh man, she just she's she likes giving kisses. Like I didn't <laughs> yeah. think anything deeper than that. I was like, that's a little weird, but okay, I guess some people are like that. You know. She's one of those artist types. Yeah. <laughs> About kicking M- Matthew McConaughey out at the end. I think, I think good call, probably. <laughs> you know? I mean, he did, he did punch a hole in the wall when he, their child was born. When the child was born. <laughs> like, that's not safe behavior. No. Sure. <laughs> I feel like this movie ended three times. Yeah. There were three moments where it was like, like piano music kind of came to a head and then concluded and it faded to black and then another scene started. And I was like, that, it could have ended right there. But yeah. it just yeah. kept going. Considering where it did end, like yeah, that wasn't yeah. any more significant really than any other of the right. last yeah. like few scenes. I was, I was, was an agonizing hour and a half. <laughs> There's there's a trivia piece on the IMDb <laughs> that just says Peter Dinklage and Matthew McConaughey were born were both born in 1969 but were in were in five months apart from each other. Dinklage was born on June 11th and McConaughey was born on November 4th. And that's it. That's the wow. whole piece of trivia. <laughs> just that they're close in age. That's crazy. <laughs> what a what a fun factoid. Uh, I watched this on Amazon Prime and there were like. There was a few little trivia bits, and one of them was literally you can see uh, Gary Oldman's legs in one scene when he's crawl when he's like on his knees. Really? Which actually, there's a couple. There's one at a at the party scene mm-hmm. when they're like talking, and he turns to like walk away. If you look really closely, you can see the heel of his shoe pop up because mm-hmm. I they, they they had to like frame it so so like you could only see like above like his knees or or whatever his. His, I don't know, his little person acting was not, he didn't, well, you can't do that because he had, his proportions are not correct. No matter how hard he tried, yeah. like he yeah. put, like he, the whole time he put his like elbows in. So like these were like the and lengths of he had like his, that hunch thing too or whatever. Yeah. It was just terrible. It was so bad. Yeah. And the yeah. hunch moved a little bit. <laughs> Did it? Well, I was like, it, it roll every time he stepped, it went from. <laughs> oh, oh. It was just a big old a, goiter. Yeah, just shifting. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I'm not that confident that the longer one would be better, but I'm like, would I still want to, like, check it out? I don't know. Like, two and a half hours of this? I don't know. Because, like, the, you know, the other ones, you, it's, it's always like. Whenever, like, a really shitty movie comes out. And, like, I'm not saying they're lying, you know. They're, oh, actually, well, they're not. Because it does say that the, that the original, like, it debuted with its original 150-minute yeah, right. cut at, like, a festival. But then, like, between then and, like, the wider release, it got, like, cut down or whatever. So yeah, it's a longer like, version of it. 
they stripped but, him of like a screenwriting credit too. Yeah, I saw that too. That's yeah, weird. He he didn't want no, it. No, he did. Oh, okay. he did. After he they took edited it, it. Yeah. he was like, he's like, call me Bill Wiener instead or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I yeah. noticed that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's like yeah but you still wrote the words that are in the the movie and those yeah. aren't that great either <laughs> yeah <laughs> can can i just share with you guys some of those words that sure. i wrote down yeah yeah <laughs> this is carol speaking um okay so you had a circle jerk with a bunch of little people yeah. i would have loved to see that <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then she's like, "Did you ever? Did you ever like have sexual relations with a little person?" He's like, "Ah, oh, you know, just kid stuff." <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, yeah, there are some wild quotes in this. Like, he's like, he's like, you know what? I need another chromosome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like Dude. when he's when he when he's like doing that yelling when they're back at the apartment after they have the kid before One he leaves. Word. And he, he's like. He's like, just say it. He's a dwarf. And then it ends with him going, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> it's, yeah. And then uh, I also got a kick out of just because of just how over the top French it was after Peter Dinklage has his little like stomach pain. And he's like, give me, give me a drink. She gives him the like cognac. And then he's like, ah, what I wouldn't give for a crepe right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, that's something that line. they chose to keep in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the so, ulcer thing <laughs> that I think is mentioned like it's mentioned later, like when like the baby's crying and he's like, "Yeah, they're, you know, their organs are too big for their bodies or whatever." So, but like it's it's still weird that they kept the the Peter Dinklage thing in there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh I laughed pretty hard at "Who do you think you are? I am French." yeah and like yeah talking about herniated discs and ulcers and like health defects i was like yeah sure i kind of get you know it's like you're trying to raise awareness but again it didn't it didn't go anywhere and didn't really i mean Mm -hmm. other than like the baby kind of i guess dealing with it but yeah it's uh, i was like who is this for yeah oh so the 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 thing that i read on wikipedia that i was trying to say earlier was um was not the thing we talked about it was instead this other thing oh yeah um that apparently he wrote the screenplay when he was like 18 oh <laughs> and then just I said, sat I said, on it for 30 years wow i mean i said right at the top that this is like <laughs> a preachy oscar bait movie written by a high schooler you so. did say that damn you called it you, you saw it <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. He Espe- stopped making movies after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just just take the L, you know. I thought that was like most prevalent in scenes like where she goes she goes with Gary Oldman to their like aunt and uncle's house. And it's like literally like it's like they're reading off of like an an awareness like dwarfism awareness pamphlet. I don't remember like what he says exactly, but it's very stilted and like, oh, actually, there's this many people in the United States yeah. born with this every year, and yeah, yeah that's da da da. Like, oh, we you know we still make a living just like any other person, and da da da. I remember that part. The the first time I saw them at like the, the party or like the convention that they were at at the very beginning, my first thought was like, does, <laughs> does one of them have to stay like in a bunker? Like, like in, in Congress or whatever, like whenever the entire government convenes, they have one person <laughs> in a bunker that has to stay there in case like a nuclear attack. Is. That's horrible. It's like, it's all, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I've never seen that many little people in one. I was like, <laughs> did they make one of them? St- I can't. Okay, I couldn't tell if you were frozen like that or if you're just still reeling. <laughs> this movie really made me want to no. think some terrible thoughts and jokes. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Winding Refn uh, expressed admiration of the film. 
And he was given a director's cut for it. I know. So. So that's what guys, we have to we do. Need to, guys, so this is a spud. Everybody agree that this is a spud. Yeah, yeah this movie totally. rules, and I want I want <laughs> another hour of it, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that, uh, Matthew Bright? <laughs> well, I, know, I will release the wiener cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, cut where we get to see Matthew McConaughey's shalom. Yeah. Yeah, that wiener. Yeah. This is the this is the Weiner cut because it's actually Bill Weiner wrote it. Uh, the director's me. cut is the director's cut is the Weiner cut. Right, <laughs> Weiner and Weiner. Yeah, you. I don't know if you got this off the Wikipedia, but you didn't read the the. I just got to the part where it says that he conceived it when he was eighteen as a raucous comedy about little people fucking each other. Yes, and you didn't read that. Ooh. <laughs> We are just doing reading off of Wikipedia now, but these are some just <laughs> wild pieces of information. Kate Beckinsale agreed to star in the film for scale if she would be allowed to wear her lucky hat during filming, and Bright agreed. On the, her first day of filming, the producers demanded that Bright tell her to remove the hat, and Bright refused, as this was the only reason she was in the film for a low salary. <laughs> what? A, what, a, what? That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. She's an adult woman. She has to wear a hat. Like, and like, which one are they, they even paid, talking about? They paid her less like, because of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to. Was she wearing like one of those bucket hats at some point? I feel like that would be like a thing that her maybe like, hippy dippy artist character would wear. Or I feel like she has like maybe kind of like a like almost like a beanie. Oh yeah, point. that could be it. Yeah, that's you guys good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. That's the fucking movie, guys. That's the movie. <laughs> it was the the only other thing that I would care to share is the asshole is the strongest muscle in the human yep. body. Yes. What a great like first line pretty much from Patricia Arquette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Uh Moose, why don't you go first? Give me your okay. uh, Well are Sparta you Dud. do you know the scale? Yeah, you you done spotted yeah. Dud, yeah. Uh, I've I've seen you guys do it. Okay, we didn't do we weren't doing Sputter Dud when I think actually you know what we might have been. Maybe I don't know. I don't. Who's to I say? Think, I, I think so. I think we were. I think we were too. I think we were. <laughs> this movie made me uncomfortable <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it made me uncomfortable a lot, <laughs> and um, for that reason, it is a dud. Uh, <laughs> is that fair it? enough yeah it, yeah okay. honestly that's all i have to say it was just a, it was just so it's just so awful and so uncomfortable cringy i'll go next um okay yeah i'm yeah this is a dud for me i mean if matthew bright's listening this is a spud please release the director's cut i will watch it but you know uh Matthew Bright, uh, skip forward 10 minutes. Okay, he's gone. Uh, this movie is a real dud. It's a real dud. It, uh, I didn't really, like, it wasn't even, like, laugh out loud bad. It was just kind of baffling and boring in some spots. Baffling like, and boring. Just, yeah. Uh, I, I tried to keep an open mind a little bit about like what maybe possible message they were trying to say, but it was just done so incomprehensibly bad that I ugh, didn't didn't really enjoy it. Gary Oldman is a great actor, but he was not in this. Yeah, I I'm it was it was uh it was it was hard for me to really say. I'm not in the I'm don't just I'm not in a good headspace right now. So it was hard for me to really judge this movie, but I would probably agree with you guys. It was a dud, but it was a. I was still a lot more interested in it than I am interested in like why it was bad. Than you know, like we've watched some other duds where I'm just like, I just hate the experience because I'm like, this is boring. It's not funny and whatever. And like this, there weren't too many like funny ironically funny moments but i was still just fascinated in just how much of a cobbled piece of bullshit that this thing is <laughs> so it was very it was very fascinating but yeah probably a dud yeah 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll start because I, I really don't. I don't know if I have too much to say about it, but um, Creator Clash Two was last night. Um, hmm. we'll say it wasn't as there weren't as many like what, memorable what, moments. What is that? Oh yeah, I guess you you don't know. Uh, sorry. Um, it's a uh, it's put on by iDubs. He's a YouTuber. Um, hmm. and it's it's just a it's a fight night. It's it's boxing YouTube tiktok creators boxing each other Um, that's crazy like in a ring and yeah it's 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 fun there was but there was like i i don't like how they had um they do the whole thing you know they have a pre-fight interview they have everybody has their promo video so it's it's done like if you were watching like a legitimate it's Mm -hmm. produced in the same way but it's like the interviewers the commentators like everyone except for like the refs and the officials judging are like YouTubers. It's not all the best. Like, uh, like Amaranth was one of the pre-fight interviewers and like, she's not great at, uh, kind of improvising it. Like some of the interview stuff was like very awkward and stilted. Um, she's good at one very specific thing. <laughs> the t- yeah. <laughs> but you know, the, the, the reason that I, I liked the first one so much and, and there was still this in this, just not as much, but like it's the fights and also just like the post fight, like interviews and stuff, because there's a real like sense of camaraderie. Everyone's like, you know, basically everyone is like very supportive. Like whoever lost, they're like, you know, they're like amp, like amping them up. Like, you know, you, you're like a champ for like coming out here and doing this, you know, everybody's very like positive. Yeah. Um, it's not like nobody's like shit talking each other. So it's just, a, it's like a, it's like a, a nice experience. And like, you know, people are being more genuine there when they've just like went five rounds. They're not going to be doing their like YouTuber persona bullshit. They see, it's, right. you know, you get more like real kind of personas <laughs> out of the people. It seems like they, cool. they, they, they get a knockout and they like, their first thought is to like make a YouTube thumbnail. So they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The, uh, the, the highlights for me was, uh, Leonhart got the shit beat out of him. That was pretty cool. Cause I don't like him. <laughs> he's, he's a, he's a Pokemon YouTuber. Who's just oh. like the worst facets of the TCG community. <laughs> um, uh, and then dad fought, da- you'd know him as Trail of House, Nick. Okay old old youtube like he's an og youtuber okay he fought ab from the h3 podcast and they went a full round and then they called it in between the rounds and it it turns out the dad broke his ribs so they had to call it (laughs) oh my god oh shit this dude is fucking insane because he like he's he's the oldest guy fighting there everyone everyone fighting is like 20s or like early to mid 30s dad is 42 years old and it's funny because like the round before it was two girls fighting and this one girl she like she comes out to there's like a mariachi band playing and she's like she's like jumping she's like cheering like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah." and then like you get to the stage and you can tell that she's like she she's like wore herself out <laughs> so oh, no. just not where you want to be before the fight <laughs> and then dad comes out and what he does is is like the music starts and from the curtains he does a dead sprint the entire length of the arena and just like jumps like full ass into the arena and then he's like jumping around and like he's still just like 110 percent when the fight starts and yeah he, he breaks a guy's ribs so <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's fucking insane. And last, last year he fought a younger dude and he knocked him out in like 15 seconds. Oh my God. Like oh to my the, gr- like God. knocked him out like to the ground. Like, oh, uh, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of like that as like the opposite coin of creator clash, which is supposed to be this very wholesome, cathartic, you know, at the end, we hug each other, and like it was such a great experience. And he's just like, yeah, no, like, it's busts his ribs. I like, I like, I like both. I like both sides of the coin. Yeah. <laughs> the, I like the yeah the camaraderie, but I also like seeing people get like, it's get almost like their shit rocked. It's almost like he's like becoming the heel character, like in WWE. Like eventually, mm. 
they're gonna be like, he's toxic, but he's good. <laughs> so they're like, you know, you got people booing him, and other people are like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, overall it was good. Not as good as the first one. Um, but I'm still, you know, still excited to, for the next one. It might be Idubs' last because he's done the he's he's been the main event for yeah. both of them so far, and he was. This was going to be his last one, but then the other guy who he lost again, Idubs lost again. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and the guy that beat him this time, he like he had he did like this long kind of thing like thanking him, thanking Idubs for putting it on and stuff and. It was a little bit of like peer pressure to it, but like he he like got him to at least say he said last night, yeah, I'll do another one. Like, so maybe oh, okay. next year will be his last fight. So it was it was really sweet, but it was also kind of like you know, like if you see like a guy propose to his girlfriend in the middle of like a public thing and or like on the big that, screen there, at the football game, it's like yeah, there's a little like she's got to say yes, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt yeah, a yeah. little bit like that, but it was still nice you know what what the guy was saying and stuff uh i take it hassan didn't fight was he no 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 No, he wasn't like on the ticket or anything he wasn't okay no because that that's got to be the last one it's got to be hassan (laughs) and sam (laughs) yeah i think sam trained another person he did uh it was froggy fresh or crispy cream he was he was gonna Uh fight but then he was tr- training with Sam Hyde, and then there was like rumors that they were gonna like do something to sabotage it. So, uh, Froggy Fresh got booted. Uh, okay, yeah, I did so. see tweets about that. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, which is a bummer because I mean, other than iDubs, I think I know like people that I actually watch. Like, there's a handful that I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of their name before. Yeah. Um, like Myth. The Fortnite streamer fought. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I never, I didn't know what he looked like or anything, but I was like, hey, yeah, I've, I've heard of that guy before. But other than iDubs, I think I only knew three other fighters. So most of the time, it's like I just pick who I want to win based on like if I think they've, their face is dumb or something like that. You know, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, I like this person more because they seem cool. <laughs> yeah, I knew Aaron from Game Grumps was involved, and then. Yeah. Uh, Alana Pierce, I knew her. She was like from Funhouse. She's oh, okay. blonde Australian woman. I think I she, know. Yeah, okay, okay. I know who she is from well from the fight. <laughs> I, I okay. remember her. Gotcha. Aaron won his. He fought. He he fought a uh, Jarvis Johnson, who was one of the few that I am familiar with. Oh, okay. And yeah. then uh, Harley from Epic Meal Time. Yes, that's another one that I know and. Uh, Andrea Botez was in this. She's a chess. Oh, streamer. Botez. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. I knew. She's, I knew her like, from. She like played Among Us with like that the Among Us oh, like the okay. Hafu five oh, really? up Among Us lobbies. Botez played with them, so I know. I knew who she was. Okay. Yeah, she she was another one. I'd say most of them I had at least like heard of, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, the that's what they do. That's right, kind of thing. Yeah. But never like watched their stuff or whatever. But yeah, it's a it's a cool event. It'll probably be on a. I know Idubs posted the original one on his channel after, like, a few weeks after the event. Oh, like the it's whole thing or just highlights? The whole thing. Oh, damn. Yeah. Huh. So, you know, at least, like, you got to watch the dad fights. Both dad fights are, like, <laughs> I got, yeah. spectacles. <laughs> uh, so, I had a very Nick Cage filled week. Uh, mm hmm. I'm so sorry. But I I, I saw... <laughs> no, you take that back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I saw uh, Renfield, which is the new vampire movie. The second the second vampire movie with Nicolas Cage? Is that the second time he's played Dracula? Techni- technically. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Deadfall. Because uh, there was like that one, that like sort of sequel to Deadfall that came out a few years ago. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think the second time he's played Dracula. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this the, well, it, yeah. So it's about Dracula, but it's really about Renfield, who is his familiar, who is tasked familiar. with finding you know food for him, shelter, basically taking care of him, in exchange for basically like kind of like living forever. I don't know how mm-hmm. it necessarily works. Like he's not he's not a vampire, right? But 
clearly he was like alive in the 1800s and has been like, I think Dracula just uses his powers to keep him at the same age he was when he like became his servant. Uh But uh, I gave it, I gave it three stars on Letterboxd. It was, it was tight nighty. It was mostly fun. It had a lot of that, uh, you know, lizard brain violence that I love so much because, uh, you know, the premise, it's Nicholas Holt who was, uh, did you see the menu, Moose? No. Uh, have you seen Warm Bodies? No. Have you seen Mad Max Fury Road? No, but I've heard about the X-Men one. movies. How about the X-Men movies? Oh, okay. Nicholas Holt plays Beast in the newer X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he so he plays Renfield, and basically the premise is that, like, he eats if he eats a if he eats bugs, he's like temporarily gained like superhuman strength and abilities. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't know how much Weird. of it is like based on like Dracula books if that's the part because I think Renfield is a character in like Bram Stoker's Dracula. He is, but he's okay. more just like a he's just the henchman kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's just like almost like an Igor from Frankenstein. Like, yes, master, I got I'm will do this yeah. for you type of thing. Yeah. But, and this one is, it's sort of like he goes to see a, a therapy support group. This is all shit in the trailer. And it's, but it's like, it sounds like you're dealing with a gaslighting narcissist and it's like about mm-hmm. Dracula. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, there's like some really good action. They use a lot of CGI blood, which I'm not, super stoked on like mm-hmm. you know I, i'm i'm way more into like practical shit so it's just like yeah cgi blood stuff. just looks yeah, yeah <laughs> give me that real stuff uh ben schwartz is in it which i was surprised to see mm-hmm. you might know him from like parks and rec he's one of the guys that like starts that business with aziz ansari's character jean ralphio yeah okay yeah 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 uh aquafina is in it and yeah. she is not great she usually isn't because <laughs> she her her whole subplot of her character is really really it's just not interesting in the way that it's done it's it's done in that well as you know this happened in our family and this is why i'm doing this like basically it's two basically characters shit. who know why they're it's two characters who know their motivations, but mm-hmm. they keep saying them to each other so the audience knows their motivations. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's it's kind of bad. So kind of every time she's in it, it kind of brings everything to a grinding halt. But like a I said, it's a halt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, it's ninety minutes, so I mean, you get in, you get out. It's pretty quick. There's and there was enough of like Nicolas Cage, and he's like doing he's doing the. Uh, vampires, vampires kiss yeah. like vaguely British sort of accent as Dracula. Nice. So I was like, oh yeah, no, this is like a return to form, and it's cl- you know Nicholas Cage is clearly having fun with it. So, right. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's okay. You know, go see it for like the Nicholas Cage and the 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 Deadpool style dudes getting kicked in half <laughs> action. Sweet. But don't stay for the romance or the the drama. <laughs> it's it's not great. Every time Aquafina's on screen, I'll just go to the bathroom. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Just yep. every every single time. Just go to the lobby and buy yourself a bottle of Aquafina. Oh. Uh. I did not follow where you were going with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> like popcorn, uh, <laughs> candy, yes. alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Next week's movie. Oh, hell yeah. Um, is a regular movie. We got we got a long, long month. Yeah, regular movies, and then end of the month is our episode one hundred. So, uh, wow. that's a that's a thing, you know, that's happening. Well, is this? I think this is the first one by these guys that we've done. Uh, from nineteen ninety, directed by the Coen Brothers, uh, Miller's Crossing. It's one oh, of those sweet. I haven't seen yet. So, yeah. yeah. One of the earlier ones. I I picked that one up during the Criterion sale and I haven't watched it yet, so well, that's there exciting. We yeah, we have yeah we haven't done a Cohen. We almost had No Country. That's right. Yeah, we, we did. almost did. Yeah, cool, cool. 
Uh, cool. So, if you want to watch Miller's Crossing, it's for rent on Vudu and Amazon Prime. And there you can buy it on Apple TV. But uh, that'd be more. Money. No rent skis. So, uh, watch it on one of those if you don't want to be spoiled before next week's episode. Uh, these episodes come out every Wednesday at 7 p.m. EST uh, in video form on YouTube and audio form on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And uh, then over on the Twitch at the same time, we're doing movies and games. So uh, just don't watch the, the episode and just come watch that movie. <laughs> so, yeah. no, you should probably do both, I guess. We got to figure. We got we to gotta figure something out. <laughs> we also have social, social pages, pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. With all that said, um, I am your no i can't say that (laughs) (laughs) uh uh i guess i'll just say i'm your uh israeli security guard hunk uh (laughs) dj aka jay's project cheese and with me as always nice that's a that's a very safe one uh as always i am uh uh, I am the asshole, the the strongest part of Fuck, the human that's what body. I do. Damn, sorry. <laughs> uh, Nick, aka Doctor Funk on Twitch, and with me as always. I'm your um, verbally abusive hotel owner <laughs> that <laughs> will not accept a late checkout. Uh, Tommy, <laughs> aka News. Nice. All right. Uh, au, au revoir. Oh, goodbye. I guess I'll never say that.